Hello and welcome to Don't Call Me a Guru. My name is Tyler Butler. And I am Linda Huang. Welcome back to the show. We're on episode 13. We're on episode 13. Which, do you know what that means, Tyler? I don't know. What does it mean? That means that we've been doing Don't Call Me a Guru for one whole year. And we technically had our year <laughs> anniversary already. I think I texted you and said, when is our year anniversary? And then I checked and it's like, oh, three days ago. Oh, right. <laughs> Dang it. That podcast that we recorded where we didn't mention it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is pretty exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Uh, are you still happy making a podcast? I am happy making a podcast with you. I'm happier than I've ever been. I don't think I wouldn't do a podcast with anyone else, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's been a good year. I, I like our frequency. Do you like our frequency once a month? I don't think we can possibly yeah, I don't do think we're, we're barely doing it once yeah, a we're month. Bar- we're barely there. I, I wait until I get the, the, the text from the podcast network saying, are you doing an episode this month? The and reminder. then we, we scramble to make a mo- an episode and uh, then... Right, yeah. That's why you texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this time I'm ahead of the game. Sorry, Karen. I know you're listening. Yeah, no, this is a lot of, this is lots of, lots of fun. I, I really, went, yeah. I went to Calgary last week and actually met a bunch of new mm. Alberta Podcast Network podcasters. Wonderful. I saw the Instagram stories. I made an Instagram story in my new gig at ATB Financial. Oh my gosh. Woo. Well, wait, did you know it's <laughs> Financial <laughs> is a sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network? <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, as we talked about in the last episode, I now work for the main sponsor of the Podcast Network. Uh, so we'll just have to live with that. So if it seems like things are getting too ATB financially, you tell us. Like if we turn every conversation into <laughs> about a, a an ATB thing, ATB. no, you can't talk about that anymore. Where, what should we talk about first? I think since the last time we talked in our last pod, we talked about the 280 characters on Twitter that was coming, and I, I believe I said that I thought it was weird. Yeah. Now my whole life is weird because it's here, <laughs> it's here. and it's here to stay here these essay tweets are in our feeds and there's nothing that we can do about it um yeah i I always think it's interesting when social networks release new features because everyone complains about it um but you get used to it you know you just do it right (laughs) i found it kind of useful one way that I used it was to just tag a bunch of people in a, in a post. Like it, we did a video that had a lot of people in it. Yes, I was I like remember that, featuring yeah. all these people. And, and you're like, oh, I have room for that now. It was very handy because you still can't tag people in videos. Yes. Which is very annoying. You can do it in photos. You know what I actually want them to fix? Well, this is more of a third party kind of system. What? Like Hootsuite or all those other scheduling ones. Let me tag users in my photo when I schedule the post. Oh right? my God. So now you got to do it live if you want to do that. And it's such a useful tactic it's so useful that would be so helpful i don't understand why Why it's not a thing yeah um yeah so i've actually uh i i was writing a social media plan for an upcoming client campaign and i was normally i'm like you know copying and pasting my caption into twitter to see if it's gonna fit the 140 characters and now i'm just writing it i'm like <laughs> it's gonna fit <laughs> getting the 280 characters i've noticed the 280 is very useful for like journalists yeah reporters they're they're fitting a lot more useful information there's more context instead Mm -hmm. of just a a tweet that's a quote of something someone said maybe there's room for some context which say way more i think that's really valuable i do think this is a slightly maybe slightly selfish is that i find so many people don't really understand what social media people do that like you know, that nuance of figuring out how to most effectively communicate in 140 characters is now sort of lost because it's like, well, 
I, I don't need to be concise. I'm like, yeah. anyone can do it now. <laughs> I feel like 280 characters is making great tweets better and bad tweets worse, though. <laughs> like, people who are bad it. tweeters are just, are just, they have more space to be terrible to be terrible. At it. Yeah. Yeah, I did, um, so the one thing I, I was watching to see, you know, what or how brands potentially were using the 280 characters when it finally got rolled out. Um excited uh, because I pitched one of our clients they're a retail brand to uh, take advantage of the timely announcement and um, basically do a contest so their contest was tweet us in exactly 280 characters what you love about our brand that wasn't the language (laughs) Um, and they ended up getting like over 100 comments on Twitter (laughs) that was the exact language that's amazing though 100 responses on Twitter I'll take that exactly 200 character basically testimonials now that they have from from customers it was really cool uh so yeah so so I liked that I saw other brands doing things like basically you know you started out your your uh your tweet and then the whole 280 characters is taken up by like spaces or paragraph line breaks right (laughs) which is kind of annoying um i feel like a a good like if you're on top of new features it's always good to find a way to use them yeah Um, polls yeah longer tweets uh i think it only worked really because it was that timely you know it just happened and everyone's everyone's talking talking about about it. it yeah absolutely um other things that twitter is announcing uh you know how you know threaded tweets Yes. I love threaded tweets. I think it's great to provide context. I use threaded tweets to complain about uh, (laughs) development and road construction because I'm 75 years old. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But now, apparently Twitter's working on like a a tweet storm feature where you, in theory, don't need to just keep replying to yourself. You can craft all of the tweets that you want to say as individual messages, and then it'll automatically link, but you can just tweet it. Like I mean, that would be nice because people are already using it that way. They're already way. cheating and the system. In, I think in we mentioned this last time too, but like it would be nice to have a cleaner way to read those that mm-hmm. are not like reverse chronological yep. order and filled with other people's comments right. that are unthreaded kind of so thing. So I think this is a good move. I'm still waiting for the Twitter edit button. Yeah. Do you think maybe next year they'll have it? Like, I don't know. We celebrate our two year. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, fire up that test account. God, every time I have a stupid typo, I mean, it's like shame on me for not proofreading. <laughs> but sometimes there's autocorrect, you know? I would just love to be able to immediately edit that and not feel like an idiot. <laughs> we also noticed the, uh, the, the usernames are twice as long. Yeah. Is it twice as long? No. So it's not. So I thought it was usernames, and I was actually quite happy because on Instagram you can have longer usernames, but on Twitter there was that limit. Right. And so it made it so hard to have like if you had a longer name, you couldn't have that brand consistent username. So I was very excited, and then I found out that it's not usernames; it's display names. Oh, that are so now my Halloween, yes, your Christmas Halloween themed nickname, yeah, can, I, can be, can be much, nice much and longer. Long. You can even tell a story. <laughs> That's kind of nice, though. I've found with branded accounts where you might want to throw in like HB Financial something. Mm-hmm. There's often mm-hmm. not a lot of room yeah. to have that kind of now thing going on. There can be a tagline. On. I've seen lots of brands with longer names. Uh, you know, they they have to lose the spaces. So then they're just their display name is their name. Which but like just spaces. figure out a different way to do it. Like don't. <laughs> yeah, but now you don't have to do that. Don't now look you're not at a, that and think good enough. Like, now you're not a slave to that slave. Uh, restriction. So uh, yeah, so I mean, I think a lot of good uh, good changes happening with Twitter. 
The Alberta Podcast Network is powered by ATB Financial. Did you know ATB Cares? They care so much that they have a program called ATB Cares where you can donate to your favorite charity on atbcares.com and ATB will cover the fees plus add 15% to your donation. Pretty cool. In 2017, over $4 million was donated to charity through ATB Cares. So I was working with a client a few months ago and, you know, agency life, you know, agency life is, I guess it would be like corporate as well. So we're, we're always reporting on the analytics. We're reporting on our success, whether that's weekly, biweekly, monthly, generally monthly. Um, so one of the clients that we had uh, that we were working on expressed sort of disappointment in the fact that one of these months, the number of followers didn't go up as much as they are used to seeing. Um, and that could be, I, I mean, I explained it in a number of reasons. Maybe spam accounts got removed. Mostly maybe people who were following you but were not interested really or as invested in your brand decided they didn't want to follow you anymore. That's okay. So you'd want to keep the followers who are actually interested in you, right? Um, the engagement that month was was very high. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is do social media managers, do you, Tyler still struggle with this sort of vanity metrics type of problem. I think there there's definitely a place for follower growth. Um, you know, how many people are... Yeah, just like vanity stuff that you need to track these numbers. But but I'm very much about, well, what was the engagement? How is it? Like, did they reply to you? Did they share this? Did they care enough to, like, tell their friend or tag their friend? That I view as more important, but I think I still think that companies and CEOs and presidents and all these people are just hung up on the wrong statistic, and it's and it's disappointing because you would much rather I would much rather have a smaller, more engaged uh, following than like a huge following that doesn't you know care at all about what I'm sharing and not interacting with what we're posting. Thoughts? I definitely feel the same way. I think of followers as like a side effect. Like, if you have good engagement, you'll get a steady trickle of new followers because mm-hmm. people will be sharing your posts and retweeting them and commenting. New and people you... will be discovering that exactly. as a result of the engagement. Yeah. So they're getting kind of recommended by their friend's activity to come follow you and check it out. Mm-hmm. So I've never really pursued followers as a metric yeah. of success. Like a huge metric. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. where you're putting all of your buckets I also find nothing I've ever done. Okay, on Twitter when I buy ads, mm-hmm. even when those ads are like disco- help people discover your account, I don't get new followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that that money you just wasted it in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. On Facebook, when you run a campaign, For... you'll get more followers yep. than any organic thing you could have done. <laughs> so, a conversation I've been having at ATB is separating what do we use paid social for? What do we use organic social for? What's the for, purpose? Yeah. Right? And paid social is great at driving traffic, at mm-hmm. getting new followers, except on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> organic social is really good at telling stories mm-hmm. to an audience that you understand and can measure. And the metric that tells you you're successful at that is engagement. Is that engagement. Right? So followers, getting new followers, if your goal is to tell engaging stories, literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's, no, not, totally. you're, it's not the right metric. It's terrible. I think, um, I mean, I think that ties into, like, with all that we're hearing about influencer marketing, too. Um, I think too many companies 
are choosing influencers just based on follower number. Right. It's like, how easy was it for someone to purchase their followers? <laughs> it's very easy, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't fall into that trap. You can never go back. You're right. And we've talked about focusing on like comments and engagement when yeah. you're choosing influencers. I would rather have someone with 2,000 followers who gets 20 comments on every photo yep. than someone with 10,000 who gets nothing. Nothing, yeah. And, and and you can see that, but I feel, yeah. So, so I mean, as a reminder, it's like as you're doing anything, if it's influencer marketing or if it's reporting on kind of your growth and success, it's like I do, followers shouldn't be a key metric unless you're like launching a brand new account and then maybe there's a bit of that you know brand awareness or establishing your brand yeah but ultimately because that's an opportunity where you're exposing the brand to to a lot of new people for example at McEwen every Mm -hmm. time we got a batch of first years that was a chance for me to get a lot of followers and I would have that would be a metric in that That case it would matter there so that's kind of dovetailing with the rest of your brand's marketing Mm -hmm. right if you Mm -hmm. know you're running a huge campaign that's going to reach a bunch of new people Mm -hmm. maybe it's time for you to look at some ways to increase at least tell stories that when they come to your account, yep, that they're would like, make oh, them we should follow these people, stay. you know? Yeah, like what are they going to land on and be like, ugh. Like if you know you're going to have eyes on your account. Then make sure that the content that's there in that moment is appealing and attractive enough to keep them. But again, the them. follower is the follow is the side metric. Of the engagement. The metric is like, do they come to our account and run our Twitter account and want to retweet something? Yeah. Hopefully they follow Hopefully us. Hopefully they do. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't Call Me a Guru is sponsored by the Edmonton Community Foundation. They work with donors to establish endowment funds, and when those funds reach $10,000, they start providing grants to charities and causes in the community that are important to those donors. The way it works is the fund continues to grow and provides grants forever, which is awesome. Uh, They have their own podcast called The Well-Endowed Podcast. Get it? They have endowments. It's really good. On this month's episode, they take a hard look at what it means to be a Canadian, both within our borders and beyond. So check it out. Listen to the podcast. Thanks for supporting our pod. We rock. Thank you. So... Facebook stories. We keep coming back to Facebook stories and it keeps being like, when are people going to start using Facebook they stories? They will not let it go. <laughs> but now you can create stories tied to groups, pages, events, events. which is kind of like Instagram yeah, where you can similar. make, like they'll collect stories based on like hashtags, hashtag et cetera. Location setting. Yeah, yeah. Which I've always thought was actually I think it's cool. really cool. I think that's really and then neat. On Instagram, that results in more people discovering my story. Yes. The one that has like the right hashtag on it will have two, 300 more yeah. people watch it. The one with the right location tag will get you more people. Yeah. And actually, to take a quick aside, mm-hmm. uh, even though we haven't started talking about Facebook <laughs> stories yet, but let's, let's jump no in. <laughs> I actually use that really tactically lately, where yeah. I make sure that the one post that has the hashtag and the location has all the information I want people to know yes, on it. Because they, people will just see that one, that one in like the Edmonton story mm-hmm. or in the hashtag story. And it, I don't find that translates to them watching more the of my of story. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great opportunity for you to get like a key message or okay. a really fun post out to people totally. and maybe maybe they discover your account. But yep. Facebook stories. I Yeah, so Facebook is not, you know, no one uses stories on Facebook. But they are not giving up. <laughs> End of segment. <laughs> Okay, but but actually, if you were listening to this, if you use Facebook stories, tell us. Yes, yeah, send us a Facebook story. How is it going? 
How yeah, what it, are you doing? How does it compare with Instagram? Are you just really? I think this is that Snapchat. In- <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the Snapchat Instagram question because so many people who were using Snapchat and then Instagram stories started, they were just regurgitating the exact same content on both. Oh, is that what's happening? Do you think? You know, well, on Facebook? Yeah. I wonder, right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, there's another one where I got to do stories. So then you take the lazy way out. Obviously don't. Right. But yeah. Interesting. I, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't used it. Yet. I think I've got some Snapchat habits I need to break in my Instagram stories. I've been thinking more about like what defines an Instagram story. Is it a little it, more curated, a yeah. little more posed, a little more high quality, mm-hmm. more setting than I would do on Snapchat? I've been trying to think a lot about that. I've got some cool Instagram stories coming out oh, this weekend on ATV Financial. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> they're, not, they're not even sponsoring us that hard. No, just kidding. Karen's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> Sorry, um, Jesse. What else? What else? Oh, Instagram hashtags. That's Instagram new. hashtags. Like, well, no, okay. That's not new. <laughs> new, new feature. <laughs> you can, uh, soon, you will be able to follow hashtags on Instagram in a similar way as you could follow a user on Instagram. That's cool. That's a great idea. That's great. Yeah. Because there are key hashtags in my day-to-day, my interests, that, that, I, that I would love to follow. Like, yeg food. Yeg dogs. <laughs> yeg dogs. I'd love to just tap over there. And Artie see at daycare. Artie at daycare. People can follow along. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's kind of a, a, a feature that probably is a long time coming great for like events yeah obviously yep. great for brands where you have a consistent hashtag mm-hmm. and maybe even useful for some some kind of um engagement hashtag where like yep. hey follow this hashtag and we're gonna we're gonna answer questions on it or something yeah. like that yeah i think that really works i feel like that maybe makes i mean because you could you can do that on twitter you could save hashtags on twitter that type of thing but i feel like maybe that opens up a bit more of an interactive uh element or using hashtags on Instagram. Less about placing your photo within a stream and more about potentially uh, more people discovering and engaging with you. It'd be neat if that ended up being like a trending hashtag thing like on Twitter. Like, hey, there's been all these stories added to this hashtag, discover a hashtag kind of thing. Maybe that already exists. Well, they have like trending, no, they have trending like photos in the explore tab, but yeah. I feel like that's a that's a evolution that makes sense. Discover hashtags near you. Yeah. Okay, question Tyler. Answer Linda. I always think about this when social networks release new features. Right. And I'm like like duh. Or you know what I mean? Like either duh or like where was this 2 months ago or why we don't need this. And I'm just like do people who work at those social networks like are they thinking this is a great idea we should do this now and or is it something that they've been working on for for the last year and it's finally gotten approval I'm not this is not a question where you know I expect you to have an answer I'm just like every time there's a new feature I'm like what went into this you know like versus they're just out of time they all use elo they've forgotten what it's like to use like instagram they're like i don't know let's hashtag things. yeah what, what would people want to follow hashtags yeah let's do that like i like i would love to know what that thought process is or do they have a whiteboard where it's like these are the five things we want to create this year and then you know and then they just like maybe that one i'm sure at least at There's facebook gotta, and instagram they're planning pretty far ahead i but would i would think i don't know but then you got to be like quick on your toes when something blows up and it's like oh 
sexual harassment's an issue again. We better look at our uh, our reporting settings. Not that they should have they should have already been focusing on that, but you know, like right. thing, things that pressure them based on news stories. As well. Right. So <laughs> maybe like yeah, they're not very proactive. Yeah, they're and the very things they reactive. react to are like uh, maybe not even useful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. I'm just like, and when you hear about like, life. yeah, when you hear about how many times people ask for the Twitter edit button, it's like <laughs> you've, been, you've been hammering the Twitter, this Twitter edit, edit button, edit button so like bad. the last when three gonna... podcasts. You've been like, anyway, the Twitter edit button. <laughs> well, it's because they keep releasing new features every single month, and this is not ever on their list. I'm like, where is it on the list? Is it in their strategy? Do they have a strategy? <laughs> Who knows? I would like a Twitter edit button, but you, you know. Let's 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 break this down. It, the hard part is like if someone says something stupid, no, they can edit. This is the thing, though. It but, would it wouldn't be forever. I know, but like, like the, it if would a, be, a big account, you you could have a thousand likes in in like in ten like, seconds. Right, like, you're right. Like I've I've even had posts that have by the time I get back to my office, they've blown up. Right, and that could be in that window to be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm gonna change like, this now. That's not. I don't think that's that not ideal. Part is, I don't think that's worth me having to like delete my when right. I when I spell T E H. Probably instead of the. okay. Yeah, I mean that's probably what they're trying to sort through. I imagine. Yeah been two years three years it's like how do we make an edit button that works in a way that doesn't you know go against what twitter's all about although what is twitter all about because mostly <laughs> just bad vibes whoa man. okay wait i have one more thing yes. i want to talk about oh my god about twitter okay so do you follow the dog raids twitter account this is a strategy yeah. i swear yeah, to god yeah, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. a strategy jump in Here, take so me this, with you this twitter account will rate dogs oh, and yeah. you know it's very cute just look a dog underscore rates okay this is my strategy. I post pictures of my dogs. So I noticed, I noticed a couple weeks ago, I tagged the dog rates account in the photo. I don't like tag them, you know, in anything else. I'm not like, I'm not asking them for a rating. I'm just tagging them in the photo. They like the picture. It gets 2,000 likes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, I saw you right? had a post to your dog that, like, blew up. And you weren't you, like, there was nothing remarkable about this tweet. <laughs> it's a good-looking dog. It's a good-looking dog, but, you know, it wasn't, like, punny. It wasn't clever. Could have been a well, cuter picture. On Twitter, people can see what accounts they what, follow like. Yeah, and right? it shows up sometimes in the while you were away, yeah. right? So if you don't do the algorithm, or I guess if you've set that or well, I feel like that that's off. something a lot of people find out the hard way. <laughs> You saw that? Oh, yes. shit. Yes. But it's uh, actually something you need to be really conscious of as a brand. You, like, everything you like, mm-hmm. it might have the potential to be, like, a retweet. People might see that. Yeah. They might say, Jim liked this post. Right. So if you're a conservative brand and you're liking political things, yeah. that, it's like that people, could be... That becomes risky. a news story. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, I'm just like, okay, so now, I haven't done it yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for another moment. I don't want to like overwhelm it, right? So I'm doing like maybe one dog photo a week and just kind of testing. Like, do, do you fo- like you? You definitely don't follow like soccer, but uh, like, <laughs> Whoa, soccer what is that supposed to mean? I, I could do you? no <laughs> soccer player. I just know you. <laughs> soccer players will like like an Instagram, and it'll be the news story of the day. Mm, They're going to be yeah, sold yeah. to this team. The what does that See, mean he, for this team? The coach is going to get fired. Like I have, I have like celebrity entertainment equivalent is when like Justin Bieber goes in and likes Selena Gomez's photo. That becomes the story. Right. Are they back together? As if he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> right? like, Anyways, yeah. So just yeah. I mean, I guess a note to be aware of what you're liking and what you're engaging with because that can show up in feeds. 
And then just another note is like that tagging useful, relevant accounts in your post, that can that can take your reach far, far, my friend. Very handy. <laughs> Boldly ask for the retweet. Ask for the business. Um, hey, Linda, let's wrap up by talking about iMedia. Right. Because iMedia Conference is coming up in March 2018 here mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And you and I are... Oh, my God. Oh, Wait. my God. Drum roll. Can people Co-MCs. hear it? Co-MCing Co-MCs. together. So iMedia, for those who don't know, although most of our listeners are social media people in Edmonton, so you've probably been to this conference, uh, a social media marketing uh, conference that uh, Tyler and I have both spoken at in previous years um, and that I've had the pleasure of emceeing, but now I'm I'm thrilled that for 2018, uh, me and Tyler are going to do it as a duo. And uh, Don't Call Me a Guru will also be making a, a an appearance at the conference. Are we allowed to talk about this? I don't know. Let's talk. It sounds like we've got a cool idea. It sounds like we might be doing a live podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but stay tuned. I'm sure there's lots of news to come. Yeah. And we're, we're I'm looking for. Are you I'm, looking forward I'm to it? I'm so looking forward to it. Well, with that, we leave you for yet another month, dear listener. Thank you for listening to the pod. The music was by, by Doug Hoyer. Our logos by Rory Lee. Very talented person. Thanks to ATV, Karen Unland, everyone in the world. Alberta Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Talk to you next month.